0: In fact tomorrow everybody know I'm next I don't even like to say, a I must be in residence we need we, need to, on your yeah, know we need to go all say we need to go in hey. everybody, everybody know i'm next ooh. everybody know i'm next boo 100k on my neck ooh i've been running up a chair ooh yeah. i be Here fucking on your ass everybody know i'm next boo everybody know i'm next you everybody know you i'ma go fuck on your bitch i'ma go fuck on your bitch i'ma go boss on leg ooh i'ma go boss on leg everybody know i'm next boo everybody know i'm next boo everybody know i'm next boo everybody I'll am next. Ooh, I be riding in a Rari, ooh. I'll be popping hella molly, yeah. Dirty breeze at a lobby, five bitches on me, give me sloppy toppy, ooh. Everybody wanna be me, ooh. Ice water, as a Fiji, yeah. Ice water, as a Kiwi, ooh. We, we you day, of it, of the ooh. The need to the next, go the oh, the we need to go into the like a chef, ooh. Taking off in the jet, ooh. Everybody know I flex, ooh. Everybody know I'm next, ooh. Everybody know I'm next, ooh. Hundred thousand on my name. ooh. I be running up a jet, ooh. I be fucking on your ass, ooh. Everybody know I'm next, ooh. Everybody know I'm next.
1: Hey, it's Jose Galison. You're watching No Way Jose. You can find me on No Way Jose YouTube channel, all the major audio podcasters, and Odyssey as well. Today, you know what, for my guests, I'll do this a little quickly, a little lead in. I don't know if you guys. Uh, I have a little bit new backdrop items. I mean, this won't work so well if you're doing audio, but I guess I'll try to explain if you're doing audio. Uh, let's let's first start off with up here. I got two things. Both from both are Top Lobster related. That Top I just got for me recently. at a, uh, I just put these up, new backdrop items. This right here, uh, uh, Top Lobster got me. This is Action, uh, Action Comics number one, the first you know Superman appearance. So kind of a big deal for any comic book nerds, but Top Lobster got me that. And then off over here, here's my favorite. Uh, God, am I, where my fingers are going. Uh, off over here, that the corner there, that little piece of paper there, that is uh, a my favorite comic book panel of all time. It's from Invincible. I forget what specific volume. It's actually a really fucking dope storyline. It's uh, it's where he gets in a fight. I forget the name of the character, but he gets in a fight. Uh, he's getting his ass handed to him. It's literally got his arms basically ripped apart. And then it, something happens to where his like wife, who's like the, or not wife, but his girlfriend and the mother of his child at the time, or about to be the mother of his child, gets in danger. Ends up like beating the guy to death with his head because his hands aren't even, basically doesn't even have hands. It's it's a gnarly, gnarly, gnarly story. I highly re- uh, suggest for anyone who wants to get into comics, check out Invincible. And the last new thing I ha- I'm adding, if you guys can see right there, right here, that is a, that might look familiar for some. That's a little lectern. What do? It's so a little lectern. Uh, there was this thing not too long ago that uh, I'm not entirely sure if we're allowed to talk about it on YouTube anymore. But uh there's a certain individual who went to this certain uh, super duper important building. I guess I guess it's super sacred or something like that. And he decided to take a podium and make do little funnies, draw some, do some, uh, take some pictures with it, and. You know, now he's a guest on my show. Uh, He just so happened to, to, he kind of lives somewhat nearby. We're kind of, we've hung out already now. We uh, we're kind of best buddies now, I think. So it's a, you know, it's only, only fair to bring him on the show. Um, But yeah, I have the lectern guy. Uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to give his first name. I'll let him give that that, uh, or his real name. Uh, He can say that when he comes on a second. I don't want to dox him. I'm not Charlie sure. He's already been doxed by a million people already. So it doesn't really matter. Uh, but I don't know, just, be, just being fair. But I do want to remind you guys, oh, and let you guys know that intro. That intro came from my buddy Tim Tuttle on Twitter, so go check him out. Go follow him. Uh, but uh, I do want to give you guys the, the rigmarole real quick, the rundown. I do remind you guys, I recently had my uh, piece in Garrison Magazine, piece on uh, Kenneth do so go check that out. I will re- try to remember to put that in the video description so you guys that want that can go get that magazine got my work published in there so that's that's fucking dope that's something uh but ha- this right here is a paywall thing this isn't a live stream this isn't a four pony boys just me and all old, old, my, my old lectern buddy Uh, so how these work is about roughly a week or so early. I'll do a little live stream for my patrons and they'll go public uh, later. So if you want to have access to it earlier, you need to be a patron at patreon.com. Jose. 2020 Lowest levels, two bucks. Highest levels, 22 bucks is what gets you that early stuff. So, I mean, the other stuff is all just, you know, icing on top of that. Just the two bucks that you really need. If you want to give me more, I'm all for it. I love money. So, but yeah, two bucks. Patreon.com Snowy Jose 2020 is my sponsors. And so, as such, I read them off every episode. I have Mikkel Thorpe of The Expat Money Show. I have Jeremy, who's an Etsy store, Etsy.com slash shop slash raising liberty. Follow him on Twitter at Jeremy Rhymes. And also, my co host of Tower Gang, Toad. Uh, you know, you can go check out Tower Gang on Spotify, YouTube, Rumble, Odyssey, uh, all the other audio podcatchers. uh my offensive comedy podcast that me, Toad, and some others do. Uh, highly recommend it if that's your shtick. Uh, I mean, obviously, you recommend it. I'm in it, but follow uh, Toad at Targeting Toad, Zach Overacker at Z O V E R A C K on Twitter, Mike Deglash, and lastly, Lindsay, uh, or that hangry mama on TikTok, hangry with an H. Uh, go check out her content on TikTok. She's doing uh, OKC content, which is pretty dope uh because i'm glad that's uh, you know getting over on tiktok because uh, it's not really something i want to do but i'm glad she's doing it uh yeah also toplobs.com use jose at checkout that's where you can get my Yiki shirt ad and all my other merch and also other stuff toplobs does other different shows merch other you know non-show related uh artwork uh definitely go check it out with that let's get get lectern dude in here what's up man how you doing
2: Hey, what's going on, man?
1: What's up? Should I should I just keep calling you Lectern, dude, or or what do you want to be? I know your real name, but I was like uh, when I was typing up this stream, this like making the link for this, I was like, shit, I don't know if he wants me to use his name or not. (laughs) You can
2: call call me Adam, dude. It's fine. I've been doxxed, you know, for almost two and a half years now. People know where I live, what I do, and uh, where my kids go to school and all that stuff. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's
1: it's it's, it's a it's a wild world we live in. Um, But I, I get. I guess we can just go ahead and get right into it for those who it, it's funny when I got this award I actually started telling some of my normal friends like my normal friends with us because I just like for me that was like I actually legitimately was really psyched about because it, it was just like for me I'm like getting that a little award thing uh, I guess I didn't explain what I got the award for in the little intro bit I got it from you but I didn't explain what for and I guess we'll get into that in a little bit but it was so cool to me so surreal because I, I was like for me I fo- I'm like political nerd I follow this stuff I'm like I'm like for me I'm like I could totally see my grandkids like one day and be like oh be looking at history books and see like a picture of you in it or something you know <laughs> I mean so for me I was like I know you're like not like a major historical figure, but I know like enough to be like, oh, that's gonna be that could be a totally be a picture in a history book. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so for me, I was like, I just know like one day my grandkids would be, could be looking at it and be like, hey, that guy gave me a little word. They'd be like, shut up, grandpa. <laughs> like, like it's, that's yeah. a, it's just it was just surreal for me. And I tell all my normie friends, and they're like, most of well, it's surprisingly like I had to explain, do a lot of exposition for most people. It was like for me, I'm like, that. Boom! Did my head immediately? Somebody's electron guy or the 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 kunon sh- shaman? One of those. Mm-hmm. Like you, for me, you two are guys are like the the figure, like the like in the poster audience. boys. The yeah, poster boys. Yeah, yeah, like so. You know, it just blew my mind. But it still is like super surreal, super cool. But it's just kind of <laughs> funny that there are a lot of people who surprisingly don't know. I guess maybe I just. Uh, underestimate how uh, niche some of my political interests can be sometimes even something as big as january sixth that's how little people actually pay attention you can say lectern yeah. guy they'd be like what? yeah.
3: But and like, like it,
1: yeah. It, yeah. It, whereas <laughs> if you actually looked at a January sixth at all, regardless of which side you fall on it, if you if I was like lectern guy, you'd be like, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's also kind of a testament to how many people do get grinded by the system that we're just unaware of.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. There, there's something to that for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I don't know, it, it really did kind of blow my mind because it's one of those things where I'm like, I, I mean, I've had this thing happen quite a bit it, doing what I do, doing something that's like so niche, and not. I'm not at all someone who's like, I wouldn't say I'm like successful, I guess, in a sense. I've I've done decent for myself with what I've done. It's not like I'm like I'm definitely not doing full time for this thing. But I've I've had I've had some cool stuff. I've had been on with Dave Smith, who was like a someone who I like. I follow this content for a long period of time. I've gone on Tim Pool. It's just like I've had some cool moments, and I tell like normal people and I tell them these things, and they're like, they don't even know. And I just, for once, I guess with this one, I was like, oh, my normie friends will be like, oh, what? I mean, they'll probably be like, look at me, like, why are you so excited about being on the lectern guy (laughs) or getting that from the lectern guy from January 6th? Uh, But i just i was so disappointed i was expecting people to because i knew the other stuff i just keep those deep inside if i tell my normal friend i'm going to timpool they're like <laughs> who and i'm like well, you remember that like one joe rogan episode with him and like exactly uh, twitter guys forever ago <laughs> like you might know him from that like aside from that like i don't watch that <laughs> like, it, i don't know it, it is weird how niche some of these things are sometimes but it's just funny that like I don't know even 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 you didn't like didn't break the mold for normies I guess entirely
2: Um, yeah well it's even like so but the same people I can't keep up with sports stats I don't really watch hmm. sports at all so I'm lost at those parties where you know the guys get together and they're watching football or something I just I'm just disinterested you know so I think it's just probably that you know people just have other other focuses yes I know but
1: at the same time though someone was like lebron james i'd be like oh i think i kinda know about him i'm the same boat as you i'm not like a huge yeah. sports guy I'm not saying that i guess no. the lectern guy is uh, he was in the think-
2: helicopter right
1: you actually for a second i was like got confused I was, like, <laughs> like wait are you right uh, yeah, yeah exactly yeah <laughs> i don't know i guess i'm trying to think of a good parallel but i guess lebron james would be an awful one because that's a uh... but anyways All right, let's just go ahead and get into what we're kind of dancing around here. I'll give you the chance to kind of give your story. We can go as deep into it, I guess. I mean, it's been long enough since January 6th. I think we might be able to get away with just straight up talking about it on YouTube. Yeah, you know, yeah so like we could just talk about it i guess uh mm-hmm. you know obviously it was really bad uh for the youtube sensors super duper duper bad like really bad but i think we got that covered so we can just kind of talk freely now <laughs> so uh you know what kind of brought you to, to uh show up on uh on, on january 6th ready to take over the government
2: <laughs> oh <laughs> well all right not gonna take about the dinner first that's fine um mm-hmm. So it was it was a culmination of things, right? It's COVID, it's lockdowns, it's you know get vaccinated, care about an ID passport if you want to get a burger. We've got mayors saying things like, "Hey, if you get it, we'll give you donuts." When we know that probably being outside and get exercise is probably the best things you can do with the comorbidities, and you watch all this insane rhetoric that's happening, and it's not you know it's it's a, it's a string of things. It's it's also it's not just COVID. It is you know obviously the election there were a lot of questions surrounding that that i don't think we'll ever get answers for i don't um, it was it was all of hollywood coming out 2016 through 2020 it's all of the mainstream media you could not find an article that was against this guy and it's not that i'm such an avid trump supporter you know where it's like i'm going to vote for him no matter what has nothing to do with that what i see is a system Frantic. I see a system that's you know really just grasping at any straw they can to to throw shade at this dude. And I'm like, man, maybe maybe the deep state really is being at least slowed down or hurt. But you know, my honest opinion is there's there is no four year term or eight year term that's really going to turn things around. This is a generational thing. It's going to take thirty years of raising a population that actually loves their countries, understands their rights, and wants to protect them. So. Didn't vote for him in 16, you know, saw what happened. COVID, you know, all the information is coming out and uh, 20 showed up and I'm like, I think I got to vote for this guy because this is the biggest, this is the biggest, um, He, it almost felt like he was disabling the system, right? Like almost slowing it down. We didn't see any new wars start. We didn't see any new conflicts arise. People just kind of stayed in their countries. Nationalism kind of started to come up again and it was, I don't know. I felt like we were getting back to the right side of America, like the, the America that I want to raise my kids in. So these were all factors of showing up that day. Never been to a protest before in my life. It was the first time I've ever voted in 2020. And I showed up to to a protest.
1: So that was the first protest you ever showed up to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I do, but- do want to add to the, the Trump thing. I do think he, I mean, I feel like I've probably said this on my show before, but I feel like to some way like him as a person, as a specific individual politician, I definitely think he has a lot of issues and I've had a lot of problems, a lot of things he's done. Yep. But like so far as what he has, the influence he's had on the movement, I actually think has generally been positive and in a weird way, I feel like it kind of got away from him too, to yeah. where it be- took on a life of its own to where like, There was a period of time like you've probably seen where like uh, where Trump was getting like booed on stage not too long ago for the vaccines. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it's like those were his people. He lost his base like he created a base. He created a certain idea, a certain vibe, and that thing kind of took off without him. So it's like it's almost like when I'm analyzing that phenomenon, I have to like I have to differentiate between Trump, the politician and and the the influence he's had uh, sure. in a sense, because I like I don't really I, I like what Trump has been for it, but like so far as an individual politician, I don't care. Like uh, I mean, I do like some of the, the the energy he's had recently. It's been really cool. Yeah. Obviously, like I,
2: I I think like we could talk about bump stock bans. Yeah, bump, bump stock bans. We yeah. can talk about his gun policy. Not a big fan of it. Like there's uh, his hiring practices. Like we can go on and on about all the mistakes that he made like, and I can, I can fill a whole interview with this. And I think to your point, like he did birth something, right. But during 16, Bernie Sanders kind of did the same thing. And they were kind of very juxtaposed to each other, right? Trump is more of the establishment needs to be dismantled. And Bernie was the establishment needs to be built up properly. And I think both parties you know, that were more center, were leaning in that direction, right? So your libertarians and your class, classical liberals, right? They were both leaning towards like a Sanders and Trump ticket. But if birth, if if, if Trump birthed this thing, you know, the, the goal of any parent is, you know, to get that bird out of your nest to make it fly on its own. And I think that if he did birth this America first, you know, concept, you know, what it may just be, you know, Tea Party 2.0, maybe it's time that we do move forward with it you know cuz i'm i'm not sure if we need 80 year old presidents <laughs> i don't think it's a great idea you know i definitely think he has more energy and sass than than biden does and i definitely think he's not you know having to change his pants in the vatican but i just i just wonder if it's the right way forward sometimes
1: i i do think while while you were talking it, ma- it made me think that i don't even know if we can really attribute a ton of this to trump i really feel like he was just kind of what was called for at that like that was the energy in the room and that that he was that that thing that filled that void at that sure. time that was was there was a there was a essentially certain incentives have been put into place and something capitalize on those incentives if that makes sense sure. uh i think what i kind of what i'm getting at is like uh at the time that he kind of I feel like politics had gotten stale, gotten predictable, so it was only made sense that someone bombastic like him came in an outsider that threw things off and it's not to say that like he specifically any of his policies or whatever or even that it was particularly him it's that just that outsider outlaw vibe as sam Tripoli sure. is known to say the outlaws that was kind of what it was i think as opposed to yeah. any specific policies or person you know get caught up in like the cult of trump and it's like i don't even yeah. think it's like necessarily the cult of trump it's 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 more just like that energy that he filled that yeah. That spark he igni- ignited in people to were like, hey, like you know, well, look, oh, th- this pr- thing can be fucked with. <laughs>
2: like- predictability <laughs> is a great word for it, yeah. Because, uh, I mean, what what have we had? We've had the same thing, you know. When I think. God, there's so much to unpack there. I think with the advent of social media, the information we could share so rapidly, we have independent journalism that is just, it is on an exponential growth path right now. And you can literally go read about stories before the mainstream media and the CIA has an opportunity to correct the stories and tell you what to believe. Obama just had an interview, I think a few weeks ago, we were talking about independent media is what's ruining the country he said we used to have like three stations and that was the news and we all agreed on the main narrative and it's like no that was the problem and this the novelty right the uh the 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 predictability of it all is what made people feel like man am i the only person taking crazy pills or am i being lied to on a regular basis and i Mm. think trump was just that person where it's like hey I've got a bunch of money in a big voice and a platform and I can I can get through all of these campaign finance laws and actually bid for this thing and I'll say the thing you want to say because at the end of it it is a narcissist like yeah. he loves being loved he definitely wants the power these are things that we can definitely admit but I mean any studies on politicians like narcissism is the key trait they all tra- they all share so yeah. I can't, I won't attribute the one thing to him and not to everyone else.
1: He was a matrix breaking moment. I think that's <laughs> yeah. kind of what it was. And I think there were other matrix breaking moments occurring at the same time. They kind of that same basic idea, kind of like you brought up into independent media, but it's the, it's the idea as silly as it may sound it, like say something with Trump, like the idea of like, people will be like, Hey, you, you, people used to think, Hey, you can't go up on the debate stage and accuse your political opponent of father <laughs> of killing JFK. You can't go up on the political stage and, and fucking, and, and and tell people like allude to the size of your wiener. You can't go on a political stage and call yeah. your political opponents to their face, wife fat. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. Okay. Like you used to think you can't, but in reality you can't. And it's the same idea with like, with like independent media. It's like, okay we have these established figures put churning out these stories but at the other day like if you're a little guy like it's like well what can i do i don't you can put out a story you can you could yep. share this tweet you could do this you could like you can do stuff and it's like this idea of people are like i think people are kind of like realizing like oh i can just do this shit And you can, there's actually, you know, the more people start doing shit, the more it like catches on, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah.
2: Well, campaigns have been putting those commercials out forever, right? It's never the person who's saying it. It's always the commercial on TV, right? And these are these people that are getting funded with your donations to their campaigns, right? But it's never the politician that says it, right? They have to be formal because, you know, you have to have this air about you if you're going to lead a country. And it's, (sighs) I think that people were like, they wanted someone who just, talked like they did someone they can actually relate to you know and maybe we're just tired of polished maybe we're all really 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 exhausted and it's like look we're at the end of our conversation or our arguments and we really just want to know can we reconcile at the end of this or are we just done arguing we got to figure out how to move forward
1: yeah no it's uh i think there's some like respectability uh thing that comes in there that's we've broken the mold there like, you look at, I mean, hell, anyone who's familiar with, like, my other show, Tower Gang, and then, like, some of the breaks I've had, and then now, like, bringing that to, like, a higher level. Like, look at somebody <laughs> like Dave Smith, and then look at the other show he has. This other show is Legion of Skanks. And then you look at the breaks, like, the places that he's gone, obviously way higher than me, and, like, the things that he's made happen uh, or, you know, created, like, influence. Like, his influence has outsized the establishment and he yes. is not part of this respectability uh, thing. And the same thing to me, like, I know it sounds silly, but I, I've brought this, I've brought already in a few episodes now, broke down the metrics or kind of use this example of Tubin, who was a, an individual who uh. wrote a book on Oklahoma <laughs> City bombing uh, just recently, who was a, either still is or currently or previously was. Uh, an anchor for cnn or a contributor or something like that was this the zoom guy yeah zoom guy this was the zoom guy yeah Yeah. dude has like yeah dude has like a quarter (laughs) of a million followers and like my little five thousand follower account like with my okc content whenever i I do like okc tweets they blow his away and like and we're talking about the difference between me being like let me tell you about Andrea Strassmeyer in a tweet and not even like a crazy thread or something, just a quick little factoid. Mm -hmm. And then something like his, like a literal announcement of him Uh, going uh. in appearance on CNN with like Anderson Cooper to promote his book that he spent months on. And I'll get like multiple times more uh, of engagement than him and people caring. So it's like, that is it right there. No, like yeah. no one, in the, no one gives a shit. <laughs> like they, no. get, th- like this is like it's that invincible meme of like, like people were like, like look what they have to do to, to mimic a fraction of our power. Like, th- exactly. like all that money you were talking about, those money games they play, mm-hmm. like that is like what upholds that. Like I'm sure there's some CIA cutout that or uh, that's probably going to pay you know tubing oh. hundreds of thousand of dollars and buy a bunch of books. But I... like it's like if you look at on the ground engagement, it's kind of like. It's completely it's completely artificial. It, the the engagement's up. not
2: real. The yes. engagement is from Twitter 1.0. Mm-hmm. All these legacy blue checks that came through and they're like, oh, I'm super important. And I've even found this on conservative pages, right? Like I mean, I'm looking at conservative pages that have like north of a hundred thousand followers. I get more engagement than them. and I, I haven't broken 10,000 yet. And I just I don't know if it's real. I don't know if the conservative side of it or the liberal side of it has just been kind of navigated to where, well, we have to have a percentage of conservatives, otherwise we can't attract conservatives to the platform. So let's find some vanilla, you know, milk toast people that'll just not post two insane things and we'll kind of go along with the, well, I don't want my my Twitter feed, you know, suspended, so we'll let them just exist. But it's, it's a Twitter 1.0 people that don't really have engagement anymore. But I know my following are savages. They are savages. They are on top of everything. They share everything. They comment everywhere. And I've noticed the same thing for your following as well.
1: Yeah, no, I've, I've been, I've been, I've definitely been lucky with the following I've built up. But it is just, it's just weird. It's just, it's just surreal. Like if you look at like the outsized uh, influence you can have as just some dude, like like Tubin is a guy who's probably making ten like hundreds of thousands of dollars doing yeah. what he does and I make a couple hundred bucks a month off this so <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> we should talk about that but I'm telling you so I had no idea who you were um months ago and then I saw you posted something about OKC and um I, I was very. A political growing up. I got a bunch of kids. Started when I was uh, 21 years old. I got five now. So I haven't had time to really understand politics. You know, when I saw 9 11 happen, I was like, oh, we definitely need the TSA and start a 20 year war, you know, and definitely take my rights because I don't know anything. Right. So I saw your stuff and I'm like, man, I just, I, I think I want to learn more about history. You know, maybe at least history through the, through the lens of people who have actually spent time investigating it. So I started your series, um, OKC, and at the end of it, I thought to myself, this guy has to have a lectern because (laughs) what you are doing is speaking for the dead. You are Mm -hmm. speaking for um, the martyred. You are speaking for people that the government just got rid of that don't have a voice anymore. And they, they will never have a voice unless people like you speak up and commit time to it. So you are literally speaking for the dead, and that is why you have one.
1: Yeah, And cool. it's
2: the criteria for getting one. It's it's different for each person. But you have earned that because of that.
1: Well, I appreciate that. Uh, uh, you should definitely uh, – I, I I always try to pass off all uh, credit as much as I can to Richard Booth because I really lucked up yes. at getting in my expert. He's phenomenal. But, yeah, no, it definitely was for me. It also was like it was a learning experience, and it also was like an important thing for me. Like it really was from the moment I watched that Yiki video. I was like, whoa. Like holy crap, and it, like it already like dragged me in emotionally, and then the more I dug into, the more I was like, oh my god, there's more. Like it's yeah. like it's you're like oh Jesus, like what like, and you're Every like episode. once you, yeah. yeah, and once you start digging through like the facts, like yeah, like I've actually gone to the point where like I'm regularly like. Uh, just for like, oh yeah, this little thing, like I'm exploring this little angle and then I'll go over, because like what we plug every episode that libertarianinstitute.org slash OKC, it says OKC archive. It literally is like a Google for it. You can just go to this little search bar, type in, uh, I'll be like, ah, crap, what is, I'll, I'll forget like something because now I've gotten to the point where I'm like regularly going on shows mm-hmm. and talking about this. So <laughs> I'm like, and I'm not the expert. So I have to make sure I stay sharp. I, I'm like, usually, I'm pretty, usually well, immerse in OKC stuff just to keep it in there because sure. I'm not the expert I mean I'm I've read some books I've done a series but it's like everyone wants me coming on and talk about it. I'm like <laughs> you know it's like almost like an expert topic so for me to do it I'm like I almost feel like I gotta make sure I'm really doing it good because I, I feel like people like almost assume I'm an expert I always try to really like explicitly be like I'm not the expert like,
2: but, I just play one online.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't, I don't even try to play one. It's just I know people assume like, or they'll like be like, "Oh, you're coming on and talk about this," but it's like, there are a lot of technical details, a lot of stuff. So I want to make sure no one's like, "Hey, you're the expert." I'm like, I'm trying. I'm working my best to get there. I forgot like what my point was about the expert thing, but uh yeah, I've been I've been like kind of fuck. I had a whole point. I lost it. What was, <laughs> what was I even leading to? I had
2: a whole point. God damn it. Oh, it's it's getting. Uh, I talked about getting the lecterns and yeah. things like that. You want to be sharp, but oh um, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, damn it, I had a whole point, but yeah. No, I uh, I've been doing my best to try to stay on top of that content. Uh, you know, keeping in Damn it, I had a fucking point and I well, lost it completely.
2: I get this. <laughs> people want me to be an expert on January 6th. i I'm supposed yeah. to know all of these okay. cases in every detail, and it's like, look, I've I saw what I saw. I experienced what I experienced then. Honestly, the shit that they put me through, I try not to think about it most days because if I'm – like I'm writing a book right now, I'm probably 70% done. Um, And I can tell you that in the beginning writing that book, dude, it really freaking messed with me because I had to relive that those moments every step of like every word that went on the paper, you know. You know, I started drinking a bunch more got really depressed and stuff. So I'm through that part now, which is nice. Now mm. I just got to write about prison, which was actually not a bad time. So yeah. that should be a lot easier.
1: Oh, so you're currently working on a book on this? How, how, I am. Do you have any sort of timeline at all? Or are you just kind of well, really, I mean, it's probably can't. your first book, I'm assuming. So you're probably just very much like, I don't know what I'm doing.
2: <laughs> uh, uh, so I'm actually a pretty good writer. Um, yeah. It's something that I've always been passionate about. I've, I'm decent at it. Ah uh, went to college, so I know how to research and cite and all these things. But um, the book is probably about 230 pages deep so far, and it covers everything from who I am, why I showed up, what happened the day before, I saw Alex Jones speak in the park. You know, I saw Owen Owen burn burned like a BLM flag on the sidewalk. Like I felt like I was Forrest Gump Gump walking through history. <laughs> you know,
1: <laughs> I mean, you kind you kind of were. It very was Forrest Gumpy. Although there, I guess there's a little bit of a intentionality to it. It's more mischievous than a than a Forrest Gump, uh, but uh, and that's kind of what makes it endearing as well. Uh, but I, I guess we've been pussyfooting around it a little bit. Let's just kind of, let's just straight up say what the. What did you do? How do we explain the actions that you took? Because it's weird. You, to some people, you're almost like this evil figure. But it's like it's yeah. hard. It was that the the thing about you that broke the mold of it is that really it was hard to look at you as an evil figure. Because it was like we had the poster boy or that some of the pictures that came out that they were using to, as propaganda to be like, look how evil is. But you were almost like the counter propaganda, to where it was like. <laughs> Look at this! Look at this guy. It's this hilarious, <laughs> and it's like there were some people who were trying to like put it out there to be like, "Oh my god, look how disrespectful they're being." And it's like it didn't work though because it was people were like, "Shut the fuck oh, up!" Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like you were almost like this counter propaganda. So I, I guess there were like people who did kind of allude to that. Like it, it's almost became this thing in their head of like what you did. Like people, some people like you stole the lectern. You did this. Yeah. You did that. Like what, what even happened in relation to lecture? Cause it's my understanding. It wasn't much, but it, it was made out to be a lot. And you ended up doing a lot of time for it. So. Yeah.
2: Uh, we can fast forward to that moment. There was stuff leading up to it. We can, you know, circle back, you know? Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> oh yeah. We, we circle back, but like, it's just a set who the this, hell you are for people. But yeah,
2: this, uh, the lectern was sitting out in the open. So the story surrounding it was that I broke into a room that I took this thing And I left the capital with it. Uh, Someone made an eBay post uh, selling it on eBay. It actually sold for almost $100,000 at the end before the post was taken down. We had Jimmy Kimmel going on his talk show saying that I stole it. Like, so this, the rhetoric is out there that I'm this thief that I stole, that I broke into an office, took this thing, you know, and flew home with it. Everything surrounding that is a lie. This thing was sitting out in the open under like a staircase like there's no vestibule, there's no closed door it's just sitting out in the open and i'm in the rotunda and i think to myself man that's a great prop for a photo like you're in the Capitol, and you know like there's a there's a lectern right there i'm going to bring it to the center of the room i'll have someone take my picture because we're like you know a selfie world these days you know i'll put it on my socials and maybe i get like five more followers and that's it i i took it out to the middle of the room about 20 yards I gave a short speech. Uh, there were some photographers that were there. It turns out it was getting images. Um, they were taking my pictures, so I smiled and waved because I'm a polite person. I put it in the middle of the room. I gave a speech, and I left it there. That was my entire interaction with the piece of furniture. I moved it 20 yards, but I was charged with felony theft because it was supposedly worth over $1,000.
1: Yeah, I mean to be fair, probably was. I mean, it was fancy. Electric, I'm a carpenter, but, but, but yeah, I mean, it, whether it was really legitimately worth it, but I mean, you know, you know how the, these items go—they they, uh, they implement oh, yeah. it for the, the the the. I mean, you can't be having a sub one thousand dollar lectern, you know, for, for this speaker, you
2: know. Most furniture that's built for these federal offices are built by prisoners, though. So we're talking about labor costs and supply costs. They were actually debating whether it had historical significance. So it was priceless, which means it's difficult to say it's a felony or it's not a historical item. So we have to put a number on it. So they chose the latter.
1: So they, they got you. So you moved, You said you only moved it like a, a little bit. So But they tried to get you for felony theft, even though you technically didn't take it. You just moved it. Yeah.
2: They like, said it's conversion of... Um, of of use so it's like if i if your car was sitting in your driveway and your keys were in it and i turned it on for a prank and then i parked it like one driveway down that's technically theft i mean I, it's, I guess, uh, yeah yeah i mean it's it's one of those things where it's like you wrote the law like that so i guess sure um,
1: yep Well, this is where uh, libertarian legal theory comes in because that becomes (laughs) nonsensical because the the whole idea of uh, of criminal justice is to uh, it's all about property rights. So the idea would be if someone stole something from you, the correct path to you know become whole again would to be for them to make you whole again. And if say it was someone stole twenty bucks from you, it would be give you twenty bucks back. And obviously, whatever troubles you went through in the process of having to Get you know work to get your property back. They would have to cover uh in the whole idea of recompense. So there's like the idea that like you're going to do literal time, which is just punishment uh-huh. for so- an item that someone actually got back. Like I like at best- whose
2: property is it? This is the this is the question I always have because it doesn't belong to any speaker of the house because it's a revolving position, yeah. right? So the speakers don't technically own these things. And so the next step is well, it belongs to the federal government. Well. Who owns the federal government? I was—I always assumed it was the people. That it's all of our taxes that pay for the government. So all of the property the government owns is actually the citizens' property. So how can I steal something that technically belongs to me if we're—if we're really being like honest about it?
1: Yeah, I—I I think at best they might have a case if we had a proper proper legal uh the world like a proper legal system in this country i think <laughs> at best they may have been able to charge you with like five ten bucks for the amount of time that it took one of their employees to move it back from the one place to the other and at that mm-hmm. point like who's really going to go to court over like five bucks five ten bucks oh the whatever? federal government yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> now what's interesting about this lectern is people don't know these things because the only reason you know about me is because my photo right Otherwise, you wouldn't know about this piece of furniture, right? So someone else moved it somewhere else. They found it in the red corridor literally hours later, and they wheeled it out. There was a big ceremony. So someone else also moved it. No one's been charged with moving the furniture but me. On top of this, someone actually stole the microphones off the damn thing. Do you know what he had? He had a fine for it, and he was asked to bring them back. Yeah. Yeah yeah
1: well, checks out
2: yeah i went to well, prison for three months
1: yeah yeah you uh yes well <laughs> i mean you, that's because you took a picture that's because you took a picture i, didn't I mean take it, the picture was, someone, someone took the picture. the picture i mean it obviously was just punishment for the appearance that you like now had there been no picture uh say you had even taken an item or something a small item like that individual yeah probably been the same boat just you know give yep. it back small fine yep uh, whatever yeah. you, you mentioned, you had some other stuff that you felt you, you wanted to bring up that led up to it. Uh, feel, feel free to go wherever you want with that. I'm not sure what specifically you're referring to There's a lot of stuff happened on January 6th, but, <laughs> but we can go wherever you want with that.
2: <laughs> well, so, um, I get this question a lot where, um, and my judge brought this up when I first approached the Capitol building, there were people that were, you know, fighting with cops and cops are fighting with people. Like we've all seen the videos and a lot of people like to look at the Tucker Carlson stuff and say, well, no, you know, it was all peaceful. But you have to consider the left has only seen a handful of videos and said this is the only that happened. And the right is only looking at one set of videos and saying only these things happened. And I, I try to be as honest as possible. Both things happened. Both things happened. There's, there, the reality is that both things happened. Ninety five percent of the people that were in the building were nonviolent we weren't doing shits like we were walking around taking photos. But if you look at the people who have had the harshest sentences, it's the people who were in the building, not outside the building, who were acting crazy. And I'm a I'm a nonviolent person. Like I do jujitsu. So you can argue maybe I do like violence a little bit, but I don't like hurting people. You know, so when I showed up and I saw these things happen, like, you know, happening off the distance, I'm like, well, I I'm not a part of that. That's not what I'm here to do. So I left the group that was doing that and walked inside through some open doors, you know? And they want to, they want to blanket statement that everyone there was a rioter. Everyone there was a violent, you know, rider and insurrectionist, all these things. And what I try to do is try to find the middle ground, you know, I try to find the, you know, the the kink of the armor for the left. And I say this. We can talk about BLM for a minute, right? We remember the summer of love. We remember, you know, the multiple riots, the 30 plus people that died, like, you know, cops that were, you know, being firebombed and all these things. And I say, I say this BLM did have a bunch of riots, but it doesn't mean everyone who showed up to a BLM protester is a Mm rioter, right? It means that maybe 5% of the people that were at those riots were rioting maybe 10. We don't know because the feds never investigated meaningfully, right? They didn't ask Google for locations. They didn't ping cell phones. They weren't breaking down people's doors in different states. That's not what happened. We'll never know. But if we can, if I can give the same grace to a group of people who showed up to protest, whether I agree with their protest or not, grace enough to say, listen, I'm sure most of you
3: Dot com, And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living, available to buy now wherever books are sold.
2: Feel like you were wronged. And if I want to be an actual person who believes in constitutional rights, you can protest, you can show up to have your voice, you can assemble, then I have to give those people grace. I want to know why we're also not being given grace. And that is my, that is my biggest grievance that I have through this.
1: I mean, I think we know the answer why. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's where we get into some of the glowy, glowy, glow stuff, uh, (laughs) which I I am kind of interested. Did any of, I guess there's kind of two questions here. Like what was your rough vibe of kind of deep state stuff and uh <laughs> has your eyes opened more since like what were your what were your what was your perspective before all this in that kind of vein of things and has it changed since and then also i'm just kind of curious if that's the kind of what led you to my content because i'm sure you know now after you know uh, going through my okc playlist that like that is in my head is kind of like the focal point of like the modern day fuckery when it comes to yeah. gl- glowy stuff. It's such a good, like, a good starting point to kind of web out to, to like the Whitmer stuff, to like, you know, understanding yeah. the PatCon and kind of like, you know, the things like Patriot Front and like, you know, yeah.
2: January 6th. And how hell- the fucking. The whistleblower that came yeah. out last week saying that they were looking for 11,000 hours worth of video, but they can't give it to him because implicate too many FBI agents. Yeah. Hmm. I mean,. Look, I, I, I will say this, um, two things. One, um, on the way marching to the Capitol or the night before, we saw National Guard everywhere, right? They were already there. They're, they're sitting out there with their APCs and they're, they're, you know, hanging out because they've been called to be there. I remember marching to the Capitol, um, marching, walking, you know to the Capitol with a group of people goose stepping into the Capitol.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Always arms outstretched, you know, it's very sore that very day. loudly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I remember texting my, uh, my jujitsu coach Sonny. And I was like, I wonder if they're going to be using, you know, riot rounds or live ammunition because we're marching to this place. And, you know, I can assume they're going to, you know, be protecting it with with all fervorance because, you know, it's so sacred or what have you. And that's what I honestly believe to come to. I believe we would show up there. There would be these lines of people in front of us like, hey, it's the Capitol. Shout all you want. Hold your signs, but you'll get tired. Go get a hot dog. Go home. And it's not what I saw. And I was confused when I approached the building because I saw maybe like 30 cops outside. And my thought is why, like, why not more inside the building? It took me almost 20 minutes to find the, like the first police officer, right. That was in that building. And the only interaction I had with the cops that day is I asked a police officer, Hey, how do I leave? I don't know where I am. And that body cam footage has still not been released. It should be, it should be because it would show you my temperament. But as far as when did I start waking up? I think it was through all of this. Okay, I, I think it was. I think it was, I always believed that, you know, my country has my back. We're all citizens. And I, I was kind of this mindset where maybe we're not supposed to know everything. Maybe they need their secrets because if it, if it got leaked, you know, internationally, it would be the end of our country. Yeah. And I remember having these conversations when, uh, you know, during the election, you know, in 2020, when we saw, you know, the, the graphs. And things like that, questions started rousing. And I had a lot of people were saying, like, we just need to arrest these people. It's treason. You know, we need to, you know, consider what we used to do with treason and do those things. And I'm like, well, the issue is you start arresting some of these very high people, and then all the dominoes start falling down behind them. And then what you have, yeah, yeah, exactly. Ah, yeah. <laughs> well, at that's, the time- a, that's the
1: idea. <laughs> so
2: at the time, at the time, I thought I was being the voice of reason where I was like, well, listen, like if you start doing that, then the country starts falling apart. Who's going to be in charge of things? Who's going to run things? China can come in, run us all over. And maybe, you know, maybe there's just necessary evil at the top. We don't understand all the working parts of it. That's literally how I how I believed in 2020. Even going through all of things that I thought were, man, this is not right. They they really are doing things that we have questions for, and instead of having the questions answered, they are arresting people instead. So, I go through all of my things. Um, I had I sat down with the feds for 12 13 hours across two proffers. Turns out I don't know shit about shit because I'm just a normal dude raising kids they didn't give me any credit for sitting down doing proffers they said well you couldn't offer us anything so we're not going to give you any credit for doing that but we're definitely let everyone know you talk to us so that way people think you know you're a ci or something and thankfully they didn't give me credit because when you go to prison you don't want that credit on your uh, on your paperwork they will find out and they are not very friendly to you
1: yeah i would, uh, I would surmise so uh, go on <laughs>
2: yeah so after going through this whole process, um, being grinded up by by the system, I got out of prison, and uh, my wife picked me up, saw my kids. We had a great you know reunion back at the house, and I talked to my wife and I said, "Listen, I have I I'm at a segue here. I can I'm an impasse. So I can either you know shut the fuck up and you know get on with living with my family, or speak about this." And if I'm going to speak about it, I need to to be speaking in truth, like facts. I need to understand exactly who it is I'm going against, who it is I want to talk about. And I think it was at that moment where I was like, I'm going to start listening to history. Like not the history that you learn in, in public schools, but the history that is difficult to find, the history that is talked about behind closed doors. So I've been kind of on a tear just just walking backwards, trying to. I'm. I'm trying to make it back to Jekyll Island at some point. <laughs> so I'm kind of walking backwards, and, and just trying it, to understand.
1: It's wild the way the webs go once you start following them. I really mm-hmm. could like just with OKC. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, like I already mentioned uh, the Michigan stuff, and you. Could, it ties into MK Ultra. It ties into you can bring into CoIntel Pro, like it it, it. 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 Or CoIntel, and it's like I, it just is like. And then you can get to weird, like Fed uh, infiltrating like weird religious groups when you get to the sure. outskirts, and like it just gets <laughs> so nuts. And once you start realizing like the way that they that these these shadowy groups maintain control or exert their influence, it's just like it's weird, and it makes you reevaluate history and be like, like I don't, like yeah. say say something like as simple as. Uh, say, say they said that, hey, there was a big uh, white nationalist or white power movement in the 90s. Like, that's a good example. bombing. And, sure. and then once you start d- digging into these and realizing how many, like, even looking at it from a modern-day thing, saying how many groups are infiltrated by feds, and then mm-hmm. you're like, y- you assume that might be like a modern-day thing. Then you start looking at something like, okay, see, so you realize, oh, they were doing a lot of that same stuff already. Now, like, yes. you don't know how infiltrated it was. And, but once you start looking, you're like, I see a lot of infiltration, and then and then you'll see. Oh well, now they've also infiltrated this other thing that also influences this thing. And you're like, yeah. How much of this is real, and how much is it just like a distortion of reality to where you're like, and now we just in the history books, you go, oh yeah, there was a there was a really burgeoning white power movement in the in the early nineties, and you're like, and that's just it's just a given, and that's just a narrative that builds upon itself, and you're just like, and like in the damage that causes, and now you get to modern day, like modern day, we're we're politicians will say shit like white yeah. uh white supremacist domestic terrorist is our biggest thing we have to worry about and you're like who yeah. where what yeah. is this thing and like and you see things like patriot front and you go they're like right there and you're what like, is uh, and what then is it makes the concept history like got kind of th- worse at this like go on
2: what what is the concept where everyone misremembers it collectively there's a there's a term for this
1: um oh crap i Everybody, would know this an hour ago I know. I literally was just listening to a podcast that we were talking about the other day. It's like the idea, like the Bernstein or Bernstein Yeah, what's well, uh, a Sherbert.
2: Sherbet ice cream, yeah, right? Yeah. Everyone sherbet, says sherbet. It's actually sherbet. There's no, there's no and r. It's sherbet, right? But everyone remembers it to be Sherbert. Everyone pronounces Sherbert. We collectively remember things the way that I guess that we were told to remember things. And I, I think that public school might be the center of all of this. I yep. really, really, really do. Collective and consciousness, yeah. It, it goes it goes back to that it's not a president for four years that's gonna save us. It is raising a thirty year generation that understands truth. And I have um this also goes back to like how far do you spider web? I know like I have a brand that was kind of thrust upon me, right? Mandela just, effect.
1: Mandela effect, sorry. Mandela. It is Mandela, to it. yeah. It that's hit me it. Just, <laughs> <laughs> it's Mandela. It, I know because yeah. it's Nelson Mandela, people used to think Nelson Mandela was dead when, in fact, he was still alive. Yeah. Uh, also, just so people know, Nelson Mandela was actually a giant piece of shit. But uh, go on. Uh, yeah, we
2: can definitely go into that. Um, <laughs> so there's, um, there's this, there's this uh, brand that's been kind of thrust upon me where I'm supposed to be this, you know, I am, but I'm supposed to be this wholesome guy that's just jovial and humorous and things. And I wonder sometimes. If I keep rabbit holing, will it make me one of these people that there's this concept in the uh, in the Bible where it talks about, you know, new believers, you know, they need milk, they they can't chew solid foods like babies, right? Like babies, you need to start them on a very like liquid diet, and they start introducing like things upon things. And I, I wonder, you know, if I start delving too deeply, right, and start making that my brand, will I lose this group of people that may just be the introduction to this and it, it goes i mean it, it goes to the point that i think that right now that there's this um i think the conservative party is scooping up a lot of libertarians because the overton window has shifted so much right and we've also mm-hmm. kind of grown culturally to where we don't really care about things we cared about in the 90s so conservatives changed and i think that there are So many battlefronts that are available for so many levels of people that that can either feed you milk that you need or baby food or start working on solid foods. We need as many generals on the field as possible. So it's important that we have many different brands of people that are talking about things. But we also need to have a unified collection. Like we're all together promoting this thing. So it's like, look, no, just follow this, follow this thing. And then you'll get to the point where you realize that it's, it's not about voting for a party. It's about voting for your rights. It's about voting for your
3: freedom.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, sorry, you just, I was it's a lot. About that. Yeah. yeah, I was following it and then the voting <laughs> threw me for a loop because I like Amelia. it's like I was thinking about something else. Then you're like, oh, well, voting It's like, oh, fuck, that threw me off. Uh, no, because, yeah, I was thinking that in terms of like kind of how we go about supporting, you know, people who are saying certain things. It just threw me off when it took to a political because like in my head, I was like, that just kind of happens naturally. Like that what, what this effect that happens is like, uh, you know, I generally do my best to try to boost people that I like. And that I think do good work. And uh, most of those people tend to do the same. It's like this, like, uh, you know, the rising tide raises all ships. And I'm like, I'm very much like Mm a, I forget the term uh, for it. It's like the the mindset. Like, because a lot of people will be like, say, for example, will be protective. Like, for example, with me, like with my show, like, with my OKC stuff, you would think like maybe I would be productive, protective of like Richard Booth and I wouldn't want to like share him around and be like, hey, you should interview him. <laughs> but like if anything, I'm the complete opposite. Like like obviously it's cool if I get on a show or something, but like sure. I've, I've many times I've recommended like for certain people, like if you want to talk to him, he will be great. He is a phenomenal. He's a genius when it comes to stuff. And uh, so like the idea being like, like I'm putting that energy out in the world and like I'm not necessarily like waiting to collect it back either, but it just naturally does because it's sure. like you're 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 kind of creating this network of of people just by the simple acts like that and how you interact socially like i'm yeah. i'm putting for this guy that's like great on this one in this one topic that i'm yeah. interested in and it kind of builds up this thing like roughly this topic i'm interested in overall which obviously i'm involved in that topic so the growth of that topic in general is good for me like <laughs> you, you know what i mean like it, so it, it's the same idea where then like i find other things that i'm interested in i try to boost their voices and rough they usually tend to try to do the same for me it's not this thing anyone that's like said it's just, just so it's yeah. just like i'm just basically right now i'm just autistically describing what like uh so- socializing is like that's all that is it's just like hey you know maybe just find people you like and if they're cool and they're good people support them and and if you're de- operating with large audiences i think people start you know picking up on that and then you build up audiences as you yeah. go and, like it's just this natural effect and then it just kind of becomes like you see where people like me have an outsized influence to literal uh you know fucking CNN con- contributors <laughs> but
2: it's it's we also we also finally have a space where it can communicate right yeah. like we've we've been throttled for I don't know the, since the birth of mainstream media, you know, and I think when social media first came out, you look at the 4chan, you look at, you know, Reddit, things like this, like people were talking behind the scenes promoting ideas and not that everything on 4chan and Reddit should be taken to heart, especially these days, but it's an opportunity to speak and share ideas. And Mm -hmm. I definitely think that I don't know where Twitter is going to go with this new hire. I'm, I'm reluctant, but Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep talking while I can you know, yep. but it's, I, I, I think it's a space that we can share ideas and connect with people. And I think we need to promote that and support that all the way. When right. I talked about the voting thing, I didn't mean like, you know, just for yeah. the, you know, the presidency. I mean, like locally, if mm-hmm. It's a 30 year push, you need to be so consciously aware of your neighbors, of the people you see at the grocery store your, your teachers, like the people you barbecue with. These are the people you need to be having conversations with. These are the people you should be feeding milk to. These are the people where it's like, oh, did you did you see this thing? That's weird, isn't it? Right. And then let, you know, plant a seed. Plant a seed. Because locally is how you win nationally. And it takes 30 years for for that oak to take hold and to grow into something that is that is the idea that most centrists want. But yeah. it's gonna take time.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, you're in a certain sense locally. It doesn't even necessarily have to be politically, but I guess it works out that way as well. Like, uh, I mean, we haven't talked particularly about my politics. I'm not a huge fan of voting in general, but if you're going to do it, the more <laughs> local, the better.
2: Yes. Yeah. So,
1: like, that's kind of my perspective. So I agree. Uh, but I also think, like, it's kind of like just make yourself better as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Because, you know, if you have certain ideas, uh, you know, those ideas coming from a better package, you know, whether it be appearance whether it be your financial situation or sure you know your social presentation or whatever those sure. are all you know I, I and that's in a sense is like kind of the hyper local is a sense because you're like you know down to you i i think that's that's a really like you like you're saying that's what matters the most so like do your best to make something of yourself you don't have to necessarily always be you know pushing some specific concept but just the idea if you're someone that has like people can look at you and be like, well, they have a beautiful family. They have a nice life. They're doing well. They, they seem to have their head on straight. And they also have these set of ideas it mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, naturally, it just kind of gives it an air of respectability, real respectability, not fake respectability that we, you know, we are kind of alluding to with this like phenomena of Trump as juxtaposed to the like the elite or whatever. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, people kind of are learning to be able to identify their own, you know, what they, in their own, you know, arbitrary way, consider respectable or important. You know?
2: Well, we've we've um, Mandela effect. We we consider that these people that we vote in that we're giving them power, and you know, I, I I grew up in church, so I use a lot of you know, scripture and things like that. But it's Moses got to a point to where he couldn't manage the amount of people that underneath him, so he had to delegate, right? And it's not that we should be voting people into power. That's that's where we're getting it wrong. We need delegators. At some point, we do need people to delegate things to be done. And they're delegating to the people, right? It's not that we should be giving them power. We should be allowing them to delegate positions down to people that are responsible, the best hires for a job. Because I do believe that a strong community makes a great neighborhood to live in. It makes a great place to raise kids. You do definitely need people that are not in charge but can delegate well and understand who's the best person for the job. So we got to stop understanding voting as, well, I want this person to be in power. No, that means you're giving up your power. You have to change your mindset on that. We need to vote people who delegate well.
1: Yeah, I guess that's way we put it, Uh, uh, you know uh i don't want to get uh sidetracked in a whole uh because i i'm like i i could keep going uh i could <laughs> I, we could talk about how i prefer a king to a democracy uh, but <laughs>
2: <laughs> well i tell you what come over for a brisket with the kids and we'll we'll chat for hours so it'll be fun
1: yeah we definitely do need to set something up we need to hang out sometime i'm a yeah. super duper duper busy guy but every now and then we get a i might be able to figure something out uh uh, I'm, yeah. I th- we were talking about doing some sort of tower gang. Uh, I guess this is a little bit of a uh, preview for the fans out there. We were talking about doing some sort of tower gang, something or other in like July or August. So we'll see. Uh, and that'd probably be at top lobster's house, which is a, uh, you know, just like a couple hours from me and you. So, oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, they'll probably be in the future, more events at top lobster's house. Maybe at some point, maybe I'll start doing them in my place. Cause I have a decent setup uh, in my place. I have a couple acres. I have a, uh, you know, oh, an, nice. an exterior building that if I tied it up, would be a good little party spot. So I don't nice. know between the two of us, we definitely can start doing stuff like that. And we got enough people around here unless they take Clint from us. Cause I don't know if you've been hearing with uh, the Tim pool stuff going on with Clint, how uh, well, yeah. you know, you know, they're talking about, uh, uh, <laughs> I, it sounds like it's basically a done deal. It seems like that he's going to be, uh, doing poker with the boys with Tim pool, which is like, a. I think it's supposed to be like a poker show. I don't. know. We don't, we don't even know really the specifics and you know I was, all uh, stuff. But
2: I was up at the compound uh, a couple of weeks ago. I don't gamble at all. I just it's like I have I have vices, but that's one I don't want to take up. I the take per- one? You went up there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. And uh, God, I don't want to share the story too much. I mean, um, if you don't feel good, we'll share. It. <laughs> you don't no, no, like, I can, I can, I, I, I can dance around it. Um, so. so I'm up there and I'm dropping all some lecterns for some people. Uh two of his writers because Oh is it Bert? Bert and uh, who else? Yeah. Uh yeah. it was um I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say their names because I'm just Oh they, okay. They know. That's it's, fine. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah people and else people Bert, people people, Bert people got said them. It,
1: Bert said it <laughs> and uh, straight up said it on there. No, actually it was crap. No, I think it was the other guy. Crap, I might be mixing uh, com- conflating some people. Uh, but I don't know. I, I think the ones you're talking about probably wouldn't care, but whatever. We don't say the name. It doesn't matter. Uh, I just, I know, no, I know what you're a, talking about. <laughs> yeah. So I brought,
2: I brought up four lecterns and I wanted to drop them off the compound. Cause I'm in DC. I don't want to be walking around with them. So I, mm. I dropped them off the stuff and, uh, I get there and I think it's G prime and, uh, and, uh, cashman and pool is sitting there and they're playing poker. It's like, Oh, lectern guy, you, you play cards. And I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't play poker. You know? And what I sh- and it's because I've got my family has a um there's one of my people almost ruined his life over the whole thing. So I just I don't get involved with it. I have an active personality, so I just if I see something I might enjoy, I'm like, yeah, not gonna do it. You yeah. know? And it's just it's just you know, it's being cog- you know, cognizant of my, you know, my disposition.
1: I've <laughs> so- played poker a few times. I just suck at it. I just I don't know, I never really did get I'm like, okay, I can do it for fun. I also am like I'm the kind of person that I don't like gambling because it's yeah. my, my autistic brain. I like, get anxious. And it, well, it's not even an anxious thing. It's just like, I know I'm, I'm like, have the cognizance to know like my skill level and be like, why would I just want to lose money? Like, like statistically yeah. I'm going to lose. <laughs> and like, maybe if I got really amazing at it, but it's like, I don't think like the amount of time I need to put in to get good is really worth it. The amount of money I'm going to make off this. So it's like, I don't, for me, like the entry level, it's like, I, I, don't, I just, I never got into gambling and in at all unless it's something like say it was some like a thing like say uh i don't know like i'm a really i'm a really good soccer player it was like sure uh although i guess like one-on-one something doesn't make sense but like say like there was like you could do one-on-ones with people and you'd be like but for money No, that sure okay now like i could be like i have an idea i know my skill level i'm really good at it I'm sure like, I, I know i stand to make some money but if it's just like shit like regular normal gambling like I, I just like I, I just the idea of gambling the idea that like i know this the trick here is for me to lose money like i'm not stupid <laughs> so i don't know, I, like if there's no money in the line I, I can have fun with it and it is a fun time but like, i've I
2: but know, i, know, I it, i've seen people lose a it's lot of stuff things. and i just i don't want to you know and it's it's just more if i my, my disposition there are things yeah. i just i don't want to get involved in and it's not i don't care what you do like if that's your yeah. thing dude have that it makes you happy everyone's got a hobby and but I mean, either good.
1: way, they're gonna make it to a show. I mean, I'll probably end up I mean, maybe I'll end up there at some point. I don't know. I'll just be the idiot who's like just cracking jokes and probably losing really badly. But
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> but, uh, I, my yeah. wife, we, my wife, and I love Vegas. We go there, you know, probably at least once a year. And I watch her gamble. She loves the slot machines, you know, and I just watch her lose a bunch of money and I have a drink and watch her. I have my vice, she has hers. So it's <laughs> so it works out fine. Yeah, yeah, no, but uh, yeah, anyways, yeah, I <laughs>
1: forgot the whole reason we even brought that up. Oh, yeah, I'm just saying. Oh, Clint he, uh, Tower Gang, yeah. Yes, that we, there probably likely will be, you know, here in the future, especially as the show grows, might start doing more more stuff here in Florida, more get togethers, maybe start getting, uh, you know, audiences involved for, because surprisingly, We've developed like a, cause we've done a, I think one or two events now, and we have surprisingly uh, developed a little bit of a local audience. It seems we've uh, yeah, run into a few you. people, to, uh, but anyways, uh, I'm rambling now. Uh, I don't really <laughs> point being is we definitely want to hang out. I think there might be some targeting events in the future. we we'll point abroad brought with Clint is they might take our boy away from us. so That might throw it off a little bit, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out as we go. I mean, there's, but I'm looking forward to the future. Um, I think we've kind of really tackled most of it unless you, there's other big stuff you want to hit on who else. I do want to know who, who all else have you given out these lecterns to um, oh. other than, you know, I knew, I knew about the couple of Tim Cass writers um, and, and then me obviously, and you gave Clint one when we met up uh, just, what was it? Saturday, just the other day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <you> know, we <laughs> met up at Dave Smith's thing. Um, and you gave one to what, Josie? There, Do you give one to Josie?
2: Josie got one yeah. as well. Yeah. Okay. So uh,
1: who else? <laughs> so, so the criteria,
2: yeah, the criteria is, um, it's different per person, right? And again, it's the whole concept works like, what are you doing in your space? And are you standing up? I will say the first person that got one was Chrissy Mayer. Do you know who she is? Yeah,
1: yeah, she's cool. She's, she's a, a comedian. comedian. yeah.
2: She was actually there on January sixth. So not, and she, she came up against a lot of stuff, like a ton of stuff. And she is, um, she's, I don't know what she is politically, but she's not shied away from it. She has, she has leaned into it and she, she'll talk to everyone. She'll, she'll talk to you, whether you're transgender or gay, or she has porn stars on, but she's at least holding that basic conversation of, you know, can we talk about things were better before, or things can be better than what these parties are offering us? So she's kind of like that introductory, "Hey, these things need to be talked about." So Chrissy Mayer actually got the first one. Um, one of her partners, uh, Gary from Nerd Rodic, also got one because he's also on that culture war front. He is talking about things that maybe people aren't really heavily involved in politics, you know, but they're kind of getting that spoon fed information where, you know, holy cow, like this is happening. I don't like it. Right. So he got one, um, memers. So some of the very large meme pages, which I think are doing, I think the, the hardest work that is out there right now, that's been there. Yes. The Lord's (laughs) work. Yeah. Uh, so, um, let's see who got one. So Liberty cap got one or Liberty cappy got one. Um, Oh my gosh! What is this page? Sorry, there's been a lot so far. I actually have a flashcard with the names written down. Why don't you give me two seconds? Let me get it real quick. And I you know, can what, I,
1: I do. I do want to comment though. I just thought it was funny when I was thinking about this. Like, like a little part, a schizo part of my head when I when I like heard about this. My immediate thought was like, maybe he's a Fed collecting like addresses for all these people. <laughs> I think I just blew your cover, but whatever. I ask,
2: I asked for PO boxes. I do. I'm like, don't give me your address. Like, find a local UPS store you can pick it up from. I don't. I don't.
1: We, we met in person for people who were wondering about that <laughs> exactly. theory. You never insisted on my address. My, my mother's maiden name, anything like that. We we nope. met up somewhere. He handed it to me. He was not at all pushy. Like, where do you live?
2: <laughs> nope. Um, so I, I, t- I typically send them to like UPS stores so you can pick them up. So like, I guess I know like relative location, but I mean, they could be visiting for a week. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh my attorneys got one each actually. Uh, David Bigney and Dan Eckhart. But,
1: but it's useful when you pass it up the chain because they can just conglomerate that information and make it work for them, you know? <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> they can triangulate I'm sure. Like, well yeah.
1: the Hodge twins, we they delivered it to here, so <laughs> think he's within this vicinity. <laughs> All
2: right, but go on. Uh my attorneys got um Electron each because they the shit they went through representing me, they were getting death threats. People were saying they should they should have their licenses revoked. And they're like, no, he deserves representation. It's l- like it's literally our job, and he has a right to have this. So each one of them got that. Dan Eckhart and Dave Bigney. Um uh my jujitsu coach got one because when we were getting death threats, people were calling to like rape my children and wife while I was gone. I have Stacks of letters that were written in. The guy who showed up was my jujitsu coach, Sonny Parlin, and he came here body armor, you know, AR 15, moved my family, took care of them. Like that dude showed up. Like he, he definitely earned one.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, uh, God, who else is there? Luke, Luke Rakowski got one.
1: Oh, nice. nice. <laughs> yeah. Cool. He,
2: he definitely deserves one. That guy is super based, you know, zero zero fucks
1: <laughs> yeah i've never really interacted with him uh it wasn't there when i was there at Tim. point i don't know at some point i will uh you know but uh yeah he's a cool guy i've never really like mm-hmm. i mean i've definitely had texts agree disagree with him but he always seemed like relatively all right i guess <laughs>
2: uh, uh, well it's but- it's it's not based on whether i agree with you yeah. no no it's, i get that yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's <laughs> yeah. how much how much figurative damage are you doing to the narrative are you are you working to dismantle the system that is keeping us in captivity and based on your level of interaction and understanding if you if you are meeting that criteria you're going to get one and i can tell you that there uh the next 10 that i built are not going to people that have massive followings that have you know these these large accolades they're people who have actually sacrificed their 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 freedom, people who have been to prison, people who should not have been in prison, people who were wrongfully arrested, accused of things they did not do. The next 10 go to them.
1: Ooh, I think I have a good uh, rabbit hole for you. And that might actually be a name on there. You might, uh, you might, uh, I have a... Yes, send it. Uh, Well, I just, I'll I'll let the audience, it's a little bit of a teaser, an upcoming episode. Uh, Next week, I'll be recording with Ken Silva, who I've had on a few times, a journalist he we're going to be talking about the death of gordon call uh who you know if that name rings a bell to you uh he was kind of one of the ogs like some people might even debate that he's kind of what kicked off the patriot movement that kind of like is what led to like kind of sort of the you know that's when we talk about patriot movement a lot of times we're talking about like the roughly around the time around okc where there was a huge big not the patriot fund no, not the Patriot Front, but like kind of like a militia freedom kind of movement. Like he, Gordon Call was a big tax protester, and he ended up getting killed, basically murdered by the federal government over it. Uh, and there's still people that you know. It's a, I'm not going to attempt to try to you know break down the whole story because it's kind of a long story. But uh, you know, his son, I think, is still in prison. Yuri Call. Uh, oh my
2: god!
1: And, and he, because uh, there was like a whole thing. There was like a shootout with like police and like yuri was there with his dad and they like hemmed these people up it's i'll have to send you the documentary because it's, yeah, it's very please. interesting and yuri's still in prison and it's like he was supposed to have already gone out but yeah it's a good one that'll be a, a lot of people be interested in that episode that we'll uh talk about next week i don't know if that'll be a one if we'll do it all in one episode or not because there's a lot to it but uh it's an interesting story i just came upon it myself from ken so but uh, prison yeah.
2: prison release is interesting um So they have FSA credits, which is if you do like programming and stuff, you get reduction on your time. Right. But there's like a cap on it. And then um, I can tell you people in prison loved Trump. Holy cow. Like whether they were Democrat or conservative, um, because he put in this uh, COVID act where basically if you're a non if you were arrested for a nonviolent crime you can have a 50% reduction if you meet a list of criteria right so if you have like high blood pressure or whatever so he was basically emptying the prisons of people who should not have been in prison right like nonviolent drug crimes or you know fraud like look they paid their fine and they've been in for two or three years that is that is certainly enough and whether we should arrest people for drugs or not is that's a that's a different story i think no I think, no, if it's just specifically drugs, someone caught you, you know, doing drugs or something, why are you in prison for that? Like you need rehab or something like that's not it's not prison you need because all it does is break up families.
1: Yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at earlier. I've done a lot of talks on like legal, the proper legal theory. The problem is our legal theory is based on like a punitive system as opposed Mm. to like uh recompense or what i don't know what the word the correct word i'm looking for but the idea of like the idea it's essentially a legal a uh, uh, justice system based on like property rights as opposed to because this is where a lot of people get confused because uh, you know with you know our constitutional rights or what rights are and at the end of the day if you really understand <laughs> rights they all come back to like at least the most consistent conception of rights is comes down to property rights. Cause like, for example, you don't have like the freedom of speech is just us explaining the idea that like roughly you're usually able to speak. Now, like uh, now when people say freedom of speech, you're usually referring to the bill of rights where that concept is supposed to be that like, this is applying to essentially areas within the state's power. But that doesn't mean like say freedom of speech. That doesn't mean I can go to your house and say whatever I want because property and the sure. idea with, with like public property is like, okay, well this is like kind of what falls in the bill of rights. Like this is like government stuff. So this is like what governs the government. So people get confused when they talk about freedom of speech. Uh, like what really what it comes down to is, is like, where are you able to do things? Like, are you, are you in the right to do something? Like I, I'm kind of like rambling, but like, there is no freedom of speech. The idea is like you have, you own yourself and as such you command yourself. But now like, and you are, you own yourself. Now, like if you go to someone else's place, like where they own, you have the right to kick me out. So technically I don't have a freedom of speech in that, in that area. Mm. If that makes sense. I sure. But now like a public area, like government land that, that, that is governed by the bill of rights. If that so, makes sense. So the idea then becomes, I have freedom of, they're, they're, Like people get confused as like what freedom of speech is. This is why like, I don't, this is why I hate shit like human rights, trans rights, black rights, and even it, it kind of applies to constitutional rights or uh, depending on your, how you understand them. Uh, but at like, so, but the, but the end of the day, it really comes down to <laughs> property rights. And even then there's a deeper discussion to be had there. But, you know, you get a little meta past that.
2: <laughs> well, okay. I just – I want to pick your brain for a second. Mm-hmm. So what do we – so none of us actually own property. We actually rent property from the government because taxes are forever on property. We're all renters at – I mean, I'm an
1: anarchist. So I'll go ahead and bubble, burst your bubble there. But
2: yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> but I'm,
1: I'm, I'm... an ergo capitalist, so I don't think they have I uh, I don't think they have a a, a proper uh, property claim. Like they own it in the sense of like I'm the one with a gun and I will stop you from you know getting it back. Yes, but they don't morally, in the moral sense, they don't rightfully own it. Mm-hmm. They don't have a proper uh, legal claim. Or legal Or proper, you know. Agreed. A, but well, yes. So I think you'll.
2: <laughs> So this is this is where I'm at. So if just accept for a moment that we are all renting property, right? But mm-hmm. you also want to maintain the right to, I can do what I want on my property. Even though I'm renting it, it's still technically my property. Yeah. That should also extend to your business, right? That's are renting from yeah, a landlord view in view a strip view. plaza, right? It should extend to your vehicle. And I think at least at some point to some bubble – that surrounds you, maybe within twenty feet or something, right?
1: Yeah, uh, maybe it depends. Maybe, it depends, uh, yeah, I don't, maybe That's what you're talking about. I guess, uh, but yeah. So making basically-
2: making cakes for weddings. Let's say you're renting a property. Where do you land on that?
1: Oh, I don't. I think uh, like you shouldn't be made to do anything. Like I think it, I honestly have the opinion if you have a business and you want to say I don't serve blacks or whatever, you should be legally allowed to. I think it's a really stupid business plan. <laughs> but, like, you know, like, but i don't think you're gonna do really well unless you're in a very homogenous area like and, yeah. and it's like a thing that no one even really noticed because there aren't any yeah. black dudes around And there's but. also social
2: consequence to doing yeah. that as well so you you deal with things on many levels and i guess it's where i'm at where i don't think the government needs to come in and have all of these adjustments in regular living uh, i think that we just maybe there's social consequence for being an asshole and the world kind of corrects itself, you know, so don't be an asshole. (laughs) I mean,
1: obviously if someone's like hurting people to, you know, essentially Mm -hmm. impeding on people's property, whether that be their own physical body, which is their property or their, Mm -hmm. their items. uh, I mean, unless it's that it's like, what what am I supposed to do? Like, I mean, I know in that case
2: they're being the asshole. So have at it. You know, yes. yeah, you I also, know. but it, it's a, it's a, it's a full circle. You also maintain the right to be an asshole yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Well. Yeah. agreed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. Well, we droned off a little bit there. Let's go ahead Sorry. And get out of here. I, I got to, I mean, we'll definitely have to do something again at some point. I could definitely talk to you some more, uh, but I got to get to bed. I got some stuff I got to do too before I hit the bed, but uh, what what are you working on these days? Where can people find you? Uh, do you have anything to plug? I, I know I mean, aside from I know you're working your book. <laughs> you have your Twitter account, but I don't know if you have any other stuff you're doing right now.
2: That's it. Um, I, I'm on I'm on Twitter at Lectern Leader. I'm the the lectern guy. Have a lot of fun. Lots of satire. Can't make any money right now, so don't send me anything. Don't offer me anything because I can't take it. Federal <laughs> government still says three and a half years, till so I can do anything with that. But um. So you know, send
1: me money and then I'll give it to him. That guy. You know, I'm just yeah. admitting to federal <laughs> uh, illegal federal money laundering right here on the stream. Just kidding. I mean, <laughs> give give me money. That's just a trick to give you to give me money. Give, <laughs> give <laughs> me, give me. Yeah. <laughs> but go on. Sorry to make it you
2: No, you're good. Um, basically, all I'm doing these days is just trying to bring some awareness to a couple of things. Again, I'm new to the game. I'm not. I'm not an expert in anything other than wanting to learn. So if you want to come on my journey and learn with me and just kind of figure out what's going on in the world and how we got here, you know, come come with me growing up, it'll be a good time.
1: Oh uh, yeah. Well, it's been uh, been cool getting to know you. Uh really appreciate the the little uh little award you gave me. It's really <laughs> surreal, the weird the world we live in. But if people people want to check out more of my show, this is a No Way Jose show. You can find me on YouTube, all the major audio packages, Odyssey as well. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Targeting Jose. I'm on Facebook as well if you don't follow me there. If you want to give me money, patreon.com, Snowy Jose 2020. Like, share, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. Appreciate you coming here, Adam, and then all you guys following. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. And we are out.